0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Gift of Gaming Podcast. And that's right, we're approaching the end of November, so it's all about November's news. We're looking at Grand Theft Auto 6, Possible God of War DLC, and the Time Spitter studio, Will It Make It? All coming up. It's me, it's your host, Darren Wade, on the Gifted Gaming Podcast, and I'm joined by, once again, every month, the all-reliable anchor team, uh, Luke, Mr. Xbox Games past himself. Maycock, Luke, how are you keeping?
1: I'm doing great, Darren, thanks, thanks for having me.
0: My absolute pleasure. And also, whose name I haven't introduced in a while, I'm totally, totally going to mess this up. It's the, it's the console-hating PC-playing... F- lore-seeking, full-time Canadian himself, Chris Robbins. Chris you, you
2: go. I'm, I'm doing well, Darren. I need, uh, I need to write it down. Once again, every month except last month because I wasn't around. Yeah. <laughs> you were
0: going back to Canada to recharge yeah. your Canadian batteries.
2: Exactly. Pray to the great moose. <laughs> <laughs> Before returning home. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, so I guess to kick it off, I don't like you know, seeing how you guys are doing, but Luke, you just recently uh, ordered a Steam OLED. I did. Woo!
1: I did i'm super excited i got one of that yeah yeah <laughs> i got i was like <clears throat> trying to justify the price in my head and everything like that this is the oled we'll get into this in just a tick yep. but this is the one that was announced what was it a week before release and i happened to be one of the people who saw this and i hadn't bought a steam deck i'd look at the refurbished ones they knocked maybe 60 or off the price was kind of shmeh and i saw chris's one when he brought it in here in it for us and it was a gorgeous console and then they, they brought out the OLEDs. It was like a hundred and something off the release price. It was just like a special release offer. And saw that and was like, it's not, it's, it's like the same price point. It's more expensive than buying like a PS5 or, or whatever. Yeah. But then I thought, I've had Steam for like 12 years. Absolutely. I have over 200 games on Steam. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> I will beautiful. have no shortage of things to play on this thing when I get it. So yeah, I got it. Super excited, just waiting for it to arrive now.
2: And, yeah. and I'm, I'm a little... Oh, I'm very excited for you. A little jealous because I had just bought mine. Mine was an older, like the older model, not the OLED, but like I got it off. Got it 20% off, so like 120 euros. or am ridiculous. So I'm nice. yeah. pretty content with what I spent. Um, but yeah, there's uh, a lot of people were actually kind of angry about this release.
0: So we were, you, I was asking, like, does anybody have any items for the news or what you want? And you said, hey, let's talk about the Steam OLED. And I was like, it's just a new Steam with an OLED screen. And you were like, no, 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 yeah. people are pissed. And yeah. I went online and I was hitting up Reddit and having a
2: look and... Well, yeah. that's, that's how I know people were pr- pissed. Like, I didn't read any, like, articles on it, but, like, Reddit was blown up. Like, how could they do this? Every other console company gives us at least five months for, like, the PS Pro or the whatever, the Switch... OLED? Didn't they do that to you? Oh, the Switch yeah, was like two
0: years after gross. the Switch, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it came yeah. out. So
2: and like Steam only gives us seven days, and it's just like, oh, well, it was ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. See, and that's the kind of thing that I'm surprised that people were angry about because when you said it, I was like, wow. A week later, it was just there. Like one of the things that I'm excited to to get into when we, you know, we're talking about game awards and all that kind of stuff is that you know we could potentially have. Capcom coming out and announcing Monster Hunter and it'll be there three months later. Like, I haven't had to sit on this announcement for two years waiting for this thing to arrive. And I kind of thought everyone would be excited about, hey, here's an <laughs> OLED Steam a week later. Nope. No, Reddit was not keen on that. Because lots of people, I guess, couldn't... It's, has it sold out?
1: I have uh, no idea, to be honest. It didn't sell out... If it did sell out, it didn't sell out super quickly. Because mm-hmm. I had a bit of a... I told you guys before the podcast, I had a bit of a nightmare buying it. And so I took a pause from trying to buy it and waited like an hour and then tried again. And... It was still there, so I don't know. It didn't fly out the doors, but then, like you said, the people weren't made aware that there was going to be a new Switch OLED. Yeah. So a lot of people possibly just bought or not Switch OLED, Steam Deck OLED. Uh, A lot of people had possibly just recently bought Steam Deck, so maybe the demand was just on sale. yeah. 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 They
2: started doing the refurbished ones. I imagine like people didn't rush. Like if they already had one, and most people that are super excited about these sort of things probably do have one at this point. So they're kind of like sitting around, like weighing the pros and cons first before buying it. Yep. Yeah. But the funniest part, too, is like uh, Steam Decks were impossible to get for the longest while because of scalpers. Yeah. They just like buy up all this stock. They had crazy
0: uh, prices on yeah. the Steam Deck. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, just because scalpers are scumbags. But now that they've released the OLED, like this, they probably have like. Storage units full of Steam decks that they just can't get rid of now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of the new one.
0: And they've changed the. I was reading in the article; they're only releasing now going forward because I think there was three options in for in terms of storage for the Steam Deck, and then now they're only. I think it's the middle one, the two fifty four gig one is what they're saying is only going to be in production going forward. So like the heavy terabyte one or whatever, or the the low um, memory one, they're not making them anymore. Supposedly, I
1: think that might be for the old Steam Deck because ah. the the OLED model has. So I think. I think by the sounds of things, their strategy going forward is they're only releasing the 256 gigs for the initial Steam Deck. And then for the OLED Steam Deck, it's either the 512 gigs or the uh, one terabyte yeah. model. No. Yeah. Uh, I think those are your three which options. Are, that, that's
2: actually one of the things I'm most jealous about because uh, I ha- I have the top tier model of the older one, but it's still only like the, the 512 gig, which hmm. it you burn through that pretty quick these days yeah, yeah
0: absolutely when like especially when games are like 100 gigs of pop it's like yeah. my steam deck holds five games you know uh, if even
1: On a weird aside thing i found uh, i was looking at storage things i also got the 512 one cuz that's the bottom tier for the the OLED steam deck and i was like i'm not paying for the top tier um but i was looking at the looking at storage options and there's 1 terabyte micro sd cards now just blew my mind, and micro SD card that's the size of your fingernail, a terabyte as a terabyte. And we used to have
0: we used to have PlayStation One or Two uh, memory cards that were fifteen megabytes, and the thing was like you know decent sized little cube thing that you'd stick in, yeah. fifteen megabytes. Uh, but I think you know that, that that's good cool that you guys have your Steam next, but I think all oh, that pales in comparison. <laughs> yeah, what did so you get there? I got the PlayStation Portal finally uh, arrived during uh, during the wah- week. Wah- <laughs> <laughs> so, and I have to say, it isn't you know i'll give i'll give a quick review on this for anybody who's interested i think it's so out. it's quite hard to get your hands on at the minute supposedly nice. um which i don't think sony even expected but yeah because <laughs> why would they why would they yeah why <laughs> would you and um, but i have to say it has been such a joy uh to have this it, it serves all of the needs that i have for gaming and i think there are people like me but i don't think it's the mainstream uh level of gamers um the playstation portal does not, it is literally a screen with a PlayStation 5 controller attached to it and it's got Wi-Fi for remote play. That's pretty much it. So like, you know, it's it's specifically designed for your perfect remote play experience for PlayStation 5. In the lead up, I was trying to play it on my mobile phone and my Mac and you need, applications for that and i guess through the applications you lose a little bit of latency or you lose a little bit of you know even that the screen is like slightly fuzzed and stuff when i was playing it on my mac you know my mac's got a great screen or whatever and i was like nah, it still doesn't look like it does on my tv when i play up my ps5 and the playstation portal arrived and i turned it on connected it to the wi-fi and started playing final fantasy 7 remake in bed and i was like this thing's incredible (laughs) this thing's incredible and then it went on further in the reviews leading up to it i realized that when people got their hands on it they were able to say hey you can go to a coffee shop or anywhere that's got good Wi-Fi, anything over fifteen megabytes, you can connect to your PS five. Yeah, that
2: that part shocked me. I did not think that was coming. That makes this actually much more valuable than I initially thought.
0: A reasonable thing as opposed
1: yeah. to a giant waste yeah, of yeah. time. Yeah. I'm wondering as well if a lot of the price maybe went towards like it might have a really good like network card, basically, because that's that's essentially what you're paying for is a network card, a screen and a controller. Yeah. Like maybe it's like just a really, really Shit hot. People card.
0: people opened apparently people opened it up and, and took it apart and they were like, the parts in this, I don't know about the network card, but they're like, even all the parts of this are like cost-cutting fairly lazy parts okay. or all parts. Right. But i I wonder is that all the same things so they can put a damn good network card in there? Because like I said, I've I've played it and on two occasions in all my time playing it, i I played it for hours now, and two times I had um, connection issues. Yep. So there was one time where I had to just disconnect the portal and reconnect it to stop the lag that was happening in the game, and then it ran perfectly and then another time i was playing and turn it off turn it back on yeah classic it fix baby mm-hmm. and then there was a second occasion where the music was just clipping out just slightly like for about five minutes every now and again like the music would just disappear for a split second and come back on and i was like okay but five minutes after playing that just disappeared and otherwise it's been absolutely perfect downsides to this thing is um it's got no web browser built in. So if you were to go to, and we don't suffer this, this problem, I think, as much as maybe the States or something like that would. We have to go to a place and like sign in as a guest to their Wi-Fi, like create an account the, yeah, to use the Wi-Fi. launcher. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, won't I be able to mean. connect to yeah. any of them because it's got no web browser, so it won't be able to access that. It's hmm. not, I mean, most places where I've gone, I've connected to Wi-Fi. Like the airport is the place where I think that that's going to be an issue, but I can't think of a coffee what? shop I've gone to recently where it's like sign so in as a guest. That was but a what a long time ago, you know.
2: Your PS five can do that?
0: No, can't do
1: the like security protocol handshake. Like it can't do the But like your PS five can do the, oh,
2: the whole browser thing for like thirty like, isn't this just a mirror of your PS5? Isn't that it is not is, but I have
0: to connect to a network on this. So the PS5 is connected to my home network in the apartment. That's great. And then I have to connect this to a separate Wi-Fi connection if I'm out and about. But when you're going onto Wi-Fi and you connect to, let's say I'm in an, an Insomnia cafe and you have to sign in as a guest to their thing before, and they'll give you an hour's worth of Wi-Fi. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. It okay. won't I, I launch thought... the, a web browser to do that.
2: Oh, okay. I thought you were like, because on Steam, a lot of the time when you like play a game that was... Like Civ has you have the Steam Launcher, then you go to launch Civ, it'll launch the other like origin launcher. Yeah. yeah. Mm, um mm. I thought that's what you're talking about when you launch a game like another like browser. No, this is box. purely
0: just just a Wi-Fi issue. And then on top of that, and I think this will be a thing that'll be okay. So airport, you're fucked. Airport, I'm fucked. But this and that's the thing as well. Like if I'm traveling on a plane, I'm fucked, do you know what I mean? Which is some of my favorite times to play my Switch or my PlayStation portable back in the day. I could bring that on no problem with my UMDs. So that's where this thing kind of falls a little bit short. Uh, And on top of that then, no Bluetooth.
2: My Steam Deck Yet. was amazing on the plane back to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it Dead was. Cells, baby. Yeah, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But no, so I think they've got this this proprietary technology called PlayStation Link, and they've built specific headphones that you can link to this thing through this PlayStation Link. And I think that's, uh, my hope is that's a, a thing to sell lots of this new technology. But much like the Switch did, where it was like, oh, we actually had an on-switch for Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah, and I think the they'll Switch. probably do that with this thing as did well. Did you
1: hear about this when it happened, Chris? It was a thing maybe a year or two back where Nintendo just came out and was like, "Oh, your Switch has a your Switch can connect Bluetooth devices now." And everyone was like, "What? What do you mean it can do it now?" <laughs> what? like, yeah, we released a firmware update to turn on the Bluetooth in your Switches. And everyone was like, "There was Bluetooth on the Switch the whole time. The whole and you time. just didn't turn it on?" Yeah. It was years into the cycle before they were like, "Yeah, we'll turn this on now."
0: It was a good it was a good 4 or 5 years before yeah. they turned the Switch then on. Yeah.
2: What the it, fuck? It was a wild yeah, story. I so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: People. I was like, what, well, is someone going to come to my house and, like, yeah. like uh, attach a part to my Switch? It's like, no, 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 we've always had the capability. We're always... just
1: So hopefully that's the case with the portal and there is a Bluetooth capability that they will turn on eventually when they don't shift enough yeah. for their proprietary. Absolutely. Gadgets.
0: But I'm excited because at Christmas time I can go home to my fam, you know, when I spend a few days over there and just bring the PlayStation portal and play my PS5 and yeah. perfect just it's going to be amazing i won't have to yeah it's going to be great it's not for everybody it's it's kind of niche it's very niche but as a guy who invested in stadia I love the wacky shit, you know? Yeah, that's true. I love yeah. the wacky shit that might not work. And But this thing's been amazing some, for me so far. But I guess we need to get on with our news episode, fellas. But before I get in there, we've got some like you know podcast an- announcements. And the first one is that we've got the Game Awards is happening next week. Woo-woo. Game Awards 2023. So our usual episodes are usually released on Thursday. The Game Awards is actually on next Thursday, so we'll be having a little viewing party and we'll be recording them, uh, our Game Awards episode that weekend. So next week will be a little bit delayed for receiving the episode. And just a reminder to everybody um, as well, if you haven't already and you'll of the content there'll be extra news episodes on our post show today on patreon go to patreon.com force us to give the game and the price of a coffee a month you can get loads of extra content including our battle royale series that is entering its quarter finals now <laughs> at this stage it's very exciting um but I guess we'll start off with the first bit of news and this is that a God of War DLC is to be announced this year this is from Insider Gaming by Tom Henderson came out November 1st and it goes like this a new report is claimed that God of War Ragnarok DLC will be announced later this year possibly at the Game Awards the news comes courtesy of Spanish outlet Area Hugones which has previously reported on accurate leaks in the past according to the outlet the news comes from quote sources close to Sony that claim that the DLC could come as its own standalone game somewhat similar to Spider-Man Miles Morales the report outlines that Sources are unclear on how the DLC will be announced, but theorise that all signs point to an announcement at this year's Game Awards. The Game Awards will be alive on December 7, 2023, and generally does feature several major announcements and reveals from the industry. Rumours of a DLC for God of War Ragnarok have been rampant these past few months, and now with Ari Hugone's claims, uh, it does add weight to these rumors insider gaming has reached out to its sources for information and has asked sony for official comments in regards to the report god of war ragnarok received universal acclaim on its release and as of september 2023 has sold 11 million units sony is yet to officially announce any spin-off game or dlc for god of war ragnarok my question about the you guys is the part that i find interesting is that they reckon it could be released as a standalone game somewhat to miles yeah i have
2: lots of questions about that like what does that mean? <laughs> DLC standalone game. So, like,
0: Miles Morales was essentially a game onto itself. Like, a long-ish you know, a, a long-ish game. I think it had a good couple of hours in it, but it was released as a separate. Like, it wasn't just like, hey, open up your Spider-Man 2020, uh, whatever, the year that Spider-Man came out, and then click on DLC and open the new bit or I go to your world map on Spider-Man and go to the DLC location it was like no no Miles Morales is DLC quote-unquote for uh, Spider-Man but it's you go into the store and you buy it as a separate unit altogether but it's still considered DLC for Spider-Man
1: yeah that's that was a weird one I was trying that sounds predatory I don't know (laughs) that's
2: sketchy like in order to play this new game you have to all Buy this older game.
1: Yeah, can you buy Miles Morales standalone? You can't do Miles you, Morales. You can standalone?
2: buy s- Miles
0: Morales as a standalone game, I'm fairly sure.
2: Okay. Okay, so let me, let me, let me. Then let me it's confirm. not even D- DLC? DLC, technically speaking, yeah. <laughs> it, it's like,
1: it, it sounds like maybe narratively it ties in really tightly with the original game, so that if you play it out of the context of the original game, it might be weird. And to that end, maybe it's a DLC, but they I think it's for 40 quid, its own thing. Um, it's a weird idea. It's kind of like, it reminds me a little bit about. Uh, do you ever play Halo 3 ODST? Yeah. Where it was like. It was technically a new Halo game.
2: But, but was, you were playing as the soldiers on the sidelines. Yeah. Like Master Chief would sprint by. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. It was this. Yeah. Yeah. You were these tiny soldiers. And
2: Orbital drop something? Shock or? troopers. Shock troopers, yeah. yeah. Is that it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Orbital yeah. drop shock troopers.
2: I can't see anything online
0: that says that you. Can't, like, I mean, I apparently I can just play Miles Morales as a little small game, but it's still yeah. considered. Weird. Okay. But I mean, how, I mean, downloadable content means you just download extra content for a game that already exists. So I don't yeah. know how you could consider that being called DLC.
1: Yeah, if you don't need the original game to boot the, like, you don't need the original game as a framework for which to launch the DLC, then is it DLC? Yeah.
2: yeah I don't know. As I, like, the I also come here. from a time where it wasn't even considered DLC, it was called expansion packs. Like <laughs> yeah. Diablo yeah, yeah. 2 expansion yeah, yeah, yeah. pack. Or yeah, yeah.
0: Or, or, yeah. I think they still call it like that. I mean, I'm um, kind of excited. I loved God of War Ragnarok. I thought it was amazing. But I've never gone back to like play it on hard and do the extra little bits and pieces and unlock all the the extra boss fights and stuff like that. So I don't know if it's something that's lost on me. But cool. I mean, cool if it's it's yeah. DLC. Like God of War is a great game.
2: The single servant story games are... Uh, tough to go back and just do it all again.
0: Yeah, in time for a DLC, yeah. yeah. With the exception of Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I am just (laughs) gushing over right now (laughs) um, with the PlayStation portal, might I add. Uh, Yeah, interesting. I think it'll probably be a game... Like I mean, I think we need to write these down, like the list of what we expect to be announced at the Game Awards, like a little bingo yeah. card to see what oh, yeah. what announcements we'll get. And I'd say this will probably be. It looks like it'll definitely be one of them. Um, one that I think will definitely be announced at the Game Awards. They'd be mad not to. Is the GTA Six trailer has been confirmed for December. This comes from IGN from November eighth by Ryan Dinsdale. So Rockstar Games has announced it will finally debut its highly anticipated Grand Theft Auto Six reveal trailer in December twenty twenty
2: three. Why are we? announcing teasers for teaser trailers now it's got six. what he- happened to the days where they just dropped the bomb and we got to see it like not even know it was coming
1: well they didn't that's the thing they didn't they said December they didn't say the game awards so we're gonna be watching the game awards being like is this GTA 6 is this GTA 6 yeah, yeah yeah
0: just to get the hype going you know and um, so revealed on a post on Rockstar Newswire the developer confirmed rumors from earlier in November that it would share its a first official look at the game next month Rockstar didn't share a full reveal for the game as was expected but did say it was quote very excited to finally debut GTA 6 the quote Continues. we're very excited to let you know that in early december early december we will release the first trailer for the grand theft uh, for the next grand theft auto uh, we look forward to many more years of sharing these experiences with all of you the post began by indicating the 25th anniversary of rockstar would arrive next month as well meaning the gta 6 trailer will perhaps debut on the same day that being said only the vague december 1998 window exists for its foundation date as the studio was only announced on january 22nd the following year the Game Awards will take place on December 7th, though, making a, that another possibility for the trailer reveal. Rockstar hasn't confirmed it will appear at the award show, but given it's usually packed with new trailers and announcements from the biggest developers, GTA 6's appearance wouldn't be out of place. Quote, Thanks to the incredible support of our players worldwide, we have the, had the opportunity to create games we we're truly passionate about. Without you, none of this would be possible. And we're so grateful to all of you for sharing this journey with us, Rockstar added. GTA 6 has been rumored ever since the release of Grand Theft Auto V just over a decade ago. It was reported on loosely in a 2020 Kotaku report about Rockstar's efforts to alleviate crunch culture at the studio and was confirmed in a press release back in 2022 with the studio saying the development was quote well underway later that year in development footage of the game was leaked in a massive breach with authorities authorities eventually arresting a British teenage hacker in conjunction with the incident are either of you excited for GTA 6 does that is that yeah I'm
1: super excited for GTA 6 GTA 5 was a banger game it was uh, the base game like throwing aside all the online shit which is in its own right really impressive GTA five was an absolute banger game. Like it was it ran great on everything. It came out on PS three.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it came out on PS three. It's it's currently been released on three separate generations worth of consoles. That's how long we've had GTA five. And we
1: were only was amazing. I think it was was it me, you was the three of us, or was me you and Craig were kind of gushing recently about the the in-game kind of transfer system where you could map hop to another character at any one
0: time. Yeah, we were I think it was because we were discussing that patent that Nintendo tried to pull That's on the right. Zelda loading screen where it yeah, would move we across great. the map. But yeah, the fact that and like Spider Man did it did it recently enough as well where you clip between or it looks like in Spider-Man 2, I should say, you can clip between Spider-Man and Miles, or Peter Parker and Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. And they're both doing something somewhere in the city. Not to the extent that you had in GTA 5, though, where you could click to, you know, any of them. They could be in their house. Like, Michael could be in the house just reading the newspaper or whatever else. But yeah. then you, you clip over to one of the guys and he's riding a motorbike and you Trevor just take control. A bridge or Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drunk.
1: Yeah, some <laughs> of the stuff, all the flavor stuff that they baked in was great. The story was absolutely wild, like hog wild. It was just a really... It's strange to say. I feel like GTA V, in terms of praise, gets a little overlooked for what it did get right, mm-hmm. given that it was just such a successful money printing behemoth. Yeah, yeah. Like it was one of the it it like smashed sales figures in the gaming industry the year it was released, and kind of set a weird benchmark for the the things that games can achieve over films, where it was like in its first year it was like yeah five billion. <laughs> sold and it's like wait 5 billion and it's one year and people are going to keep buying this game Yeah, so I think that started to turn a lot of people's heads towards game industry and maybe could be a part of the reason why we have big movie franchises based off of games now and
0: Do you think GTA 6 will struggle in? I mean it's been 10 years worth of I guess the kind of growth of you know GTA is always put on the edge of like you know what's appropriate or what's not appropriate mm. 10 years on do you think GTA 6 mm. will suffer from the political correctness question?
2: Oh yeah, that's a do they, great idea. Do I think they've gotten woke? Um, no. <laughs> <Rock> <laughs>
0: simple answer: No.
2: I think. I think if there
1: was a game to like, kind of lash back at that, it trend, would be Grand Theft
0: Auto for sure. It
1: might be Grand Theft Auto, but then again, like the crunch, they got slammed really hard in the crunch culture discussions uh over the stuff they were making people do in gta 5 and and red dead redemption, red dead redemption too, Two, yeah yeah
2: actually i, I don't know i could s- see gta throwing in like some like trans main characters and but making them as offensive as possible too just <laughs> <I'm> like yes <laughs> That'd be now safe. everyone's happy That'd be <laughs> <laughs> that would
0: be great did you guys see any of the leaks no no, no. no. the leaks looked fairly impressive there was a leak and it was definitely on a, a developer screen because I had it's like you know the I don't know anything about game development so bear with me here but I had like the X and Y axis and stuff on the screen for like I guess locations and stuff And uh, but they had a scene where the main character I think there's I think I think there's two characters you play as a male and female with a female character uh, robbing a store but robbing a store is a whole process like back it was in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas you could go in hold up a store get the money until the cops arrive and leave it looks like they've really expanded on that but the game looked quite 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 impressive and these are just like leaks from i don't know two years ago maybe that only came out this year where that british teenager got arrested damn imagine that
1: wait what What happened the british teenager
0: got arrested yeah yeah the end of thing uh uh, so back to the article later that year in 2022 uh, in development footage of the game was leaked in a massive breach with authorities eventually arresting a british teenage hacker in conjunction with the incident
1: whoa okay but yeah
0: i mean you can imagine rockstar holding out, like people waiting a decade for grand theft auto 6 and they're like you know nine ten months out from their announcement and someone goes oh, and this kid it.
2: was probably waiting the most impatiently of all of them He's like, where's my grand theft Auto? Yeah. I'll, I'll find I'm it myself Learn how to hack just to get i'm so
0: done with this uh, yeah so interesting there's there's grand theft auto 6 i think um early december i think they'd be mad not to put in the game awards with the audience that that would have I mean, you release it yourself, it's still going to be viewed. But with the amount of people who are into gaming, who also watch the Game Awards and the live thing, the whole showbiz side of it, I think they'd be mad not to include it as a yeah as so. an item on it.
1: I think so too. I'm chuffed for it. I'm excited. I can't wait to see. And I don't know when the trailer comes on. I've no idea what it's going to look like. Like, is it going to be hyper real?
0: It looks from the leaks, it looked like, again, better than GTA 5. I, not a whole lot, ah. but we're talking about old leaks, so.
2: What they show you and what you end up with are usually different stories. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. (laughs) And And they're all like that. Even the the Souls series was pretty notorious for that.
0: Yeah. And I think um, it'll be interesting to see in terms of like hyper-realistic but I think it's based in Vice City. I think they're they're going back to Vice City but it's in modern day. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So the islands and stuff like that. The map as well I think was reportedly leaked and people said the map looks gigantic like could be the biggest open world GTA as well. So yeah. All there. Cool. Uh, this next article is one that makes me sad. Luke, you me as big Time Splitters fans over the years. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the revived Time Splitters studio could close. This is coming from the Video Game Chronicles from November 8th by Andy Robinson. Uh, Embracer's Time Splitters studio, Free Radical, faces closure. The UK based developer was re established just two years ago to revive the classic first person shooter series. Time Splitters developer, Free Radical Design, is at threat of being closed by owner Embracer Group just two years after it was re established, sources have told VGC. For the past six months, Embracer's has been carrying out a restructuring program which has already seen some game studios close and some projects canceled. This includes the closures of studios like Saints Row developer uh, Volition and Campfire Cable, while others have reportedly been put up for sale, such as Borderlands maker Gearbox. According to people close to the Free Radical design uh, in Nottingham, uh, the UK-based studio has been part of an evaluation and employees have now been notified that it could close. As required by a UK employment law um, play on, the Embracer division which runs Free Radical must consult employees for a minimum of 30 days before making any redundancies, including exploring ways of avoiding them. There remains a possibility that the studio could remain open then should Embracer receive interest from third parties interested in acquiring it. However, VGC analysis of LinkedIn and social media shows that within... The last 24 hours of the announcement, at least 15 people employed at Free Radical have already published posts saying they're looking for work. That includes a lead game designer, senior artist, senior technical artist, game designer, and the studio's IT manager. Uh, neither Free Radical, Play On nor Embracer responded to requests for comment in time to be included in this story. Embracer's next earnings release is due next week. It's not yet clear what the closure would mean for the future of Time TimeSplitters, the classic first-person shooter series um, that the new Free Radical was re-established to revive. Um, it kind of goes on to say what free radical used to be in terms of like its growth since 2008 in terms of the different names of the um the the actual studio names and that but uh luke our hopes of a time twitter's comeback could be cut short yeah rip that's
1: that sucks uh they were a really cool studio they were an offshoot they were like a splinter offshoot of rare after Rare did goldeneye and the guys who were like chiefly responsible for goldeneye were like we don't like the direction we don't want to do a 3d platformer now or we don't want to do whatever because rare dipped their hands in everything they had so much talent in that studio and this was one of the splinter groups that took that and kind of broke off and we're like we're gonna do our own thing and that's why time splitters like has a lot of similarities to goldeneye it's kind of like a ps2 version of what goldeneye was in the n64 mm-hmm. where like even the aiming the menu it all feels similar yeah it all feels like really really like goldeneye um yeah it was such a fun game like really cool fun goofy tone scary at times uh, a lot a lot of charm went into it and that's sad i was reading a bit of their history just there uh as well, they became they got acquired by Crytek. Yeah, yeah, back in 2009,
0: they rebranded <laughs> and worked on the Crisis series, Warface, and right. Rise. And in yeah. 2014, it was acquired by Deep Silver and became Dam Dambur- Buster Studios. And in 2006, it released Homefront Revolution. And earlier this year, Dead Island Two. Until oh, yeah. now, now it looks like it could be closing. Dead it's, Island Two, Jeez. It's such a disappointment for me as well because I look at you know I've been playing a bit of Call of Duty recently, and you look at the likes of. Apex and um, Overwatch, which are all of every kind of competitive based, and I would, and I'm sure, you know, the way the world is now in online gaming, I'm sure a new time is if it was fully online would have a competitive aspect to it. But I loved just the the fun that was the multiplayer in that game. Yeah. Like it wasn't like I'm going on to for ranked play and whatever else. It was like I'm going to put myself in the jungle map and fight off fourteen monkeys on hard mode. Yeah. And you know, with a double-barrel shotgun, and just you know, just like set up all these scenarios that were just lots of fun to play. And yeah. I was, I was really looking forward to a first-person shooter commit and doing that and not having the pressures of like, okay, we're going to have rank play and uh, battle passes and season passes and all that type of stuff. I was hoping we just get like a time split is four, and it's in the same vein as yeah, one, two, and three.
2: One of one of the th- sorry, Chris. Yeah, I, I think single-player FPS experiences are dead. I don't think yeah, we see them come back. I think they have to put in multiplayer and really focus on making that multiplayer good in order to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. I think
1: so. That's the, that's the landscape now. And it's sad because that, what I was going to say was that sort of the way they approach the game, they did just think about the gameplay experience through and through. Like there was like versions of what in future games would be called horde mode where you have waves of enemies and stuff like that. They had specific challenges around the different maps, but even like the horde mode
2: and stuff, they would still have a multiplayer, like a, Cod did that with zombies, hmm. but it was still—you'd want to play with multiple people. Like, yeah, you know, it wasn't necessarily PvP, but it was definitely a nice player. I,
1: s- I suppose *Timesplitters 2* is probably the one that me, Darren, you, and me are both like most familiar you know, with. Yeah, most relate with. This predated there being like online gaming yeah. as well. So yeah. it was literally just like get a multi tap,
0: <laughs> and it was so fun as <laughs> well. The, the, the concept was that you had these, you know, these two people, like the guy and the girl. I can't remember what their names were, and they had to go through this portal yep. to save different. Part times in history to save the modern day thing from there being like a big exp- like a big world ending event so they went through this portal to go back to all these different timelines and these different places in the world to go and solve the problem but it was great because you went to like you know um kind of like medieval britain and you were in like the jungles and the you know I was the the late 80s early 90s for like the indiana jones style adventure and stuff like that so it was quite and the, just the character of it was great i loved how it looked it was just a really yeah. kind of easy to play easy to look at kind of game and i was really excited for the idea of there being a new timespirits but but there's a but a there's a but there now um onto happier news cuz we're all pokemon lovers here pokemon concierge yeah, yeah. was announced Uh, this comes from The Verge on November 14th by Charles Pulliam Moore Netflix's new stop motion Pokemon series from Dwarf Animation Studio stop motion looks adorable and relaxing as hell I think we should probably even pause the podcast you can watch this trailer Chris after we go to the news uh, this article because it looks amazing Um, so almost everything about the world of Pokemon revolves around humans and their magical monster buds fighting to near death for fame and glory but the first trailer for Netflix's upcoming Pokemon Concierge series from Dwarf Animation Studio is a reminder that in order to succeed in battle one must also take time to relax set on a tropical island where Pokemon travel for some much needed downtime Pokemon Concierge tells the story of Haru voiced by Karen Fukuhara a young woman working at a resort that caters to the specific desires of its many Pokemon guests as new hires there's a lot about tending to the needs of battle hardened Pokemon that Haru and her partner Psyduck have to learn oh this
2: already sounds like there's going to be uh, oh what's that game you love Animal Crossing like sort of Pokemon Vibes. type game
0: yeah yeah it's a TV series yeah, and it
1: looks super fucking wholesome. People yeah. in people in work were going absolutely nuts for this. It's just it looks purely like
2: oh my god, it looks fantastic. Showing Chris on my phone. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: pure stop motion. It feels like I described it to a friend recently. Pure slice of life. It's a person working in a hotel resort, and they kind of just happened to be Pokemon there. Yeah. <laughs> and this is
2: this is a Netflix original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How they score Pokemon? That's crazy. Yeah. It's,
0: yeah. Whole thing, I don't know if it's being released uh, episodically or entirely, but it's released December 28th, and I'm looking forward to like my post Christmas fatty me still like chowing down (laughs) on leftovers, watching some Pokemon concierge. But to finish the article, um, but as tricky as it can be, figuring out what Pokemon want, the trailer makes it seem as if Haru's biggest challenge might be figuring out how to get along with co workers Elisa and Tyler, voiced by Imani Hakim and Josh Keaton. The trailer also shows off quite a few of the various monsters set to appear in Pokemon Concierge. It makes clear that the show's vibes are going to be as immaculate as its arts direction is adorable. What really jumps out, though, is how we're probably going to have uh, have Pokemon Concierge's theme song, Have a Good Time Here, uh, by Mariara Takaguchi, stuck in our heads when the show hits Netflix on December 28th. I... This was announced, like, I think I was just on my YouTube homepage and saw, like, the algorithm put it up. And I was like, yeah. what the hell is this? And watched it. And I said, what a time to come out as well. Like, the, ho- like the end of the, the holiday season or just before New Year's and stuff like that. People have some time off, relaxing, and chilling. And it looks to be a lot of the older generation of Pokemon in the trailer, as far as I can see as well, which yeah. is a lot more relatable to me. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at this being like, I can't wait to sit down and just, you know
2: december 28th that's when i get back here too
1: nice yeah that's i think uh funny that you said like it's the older generation of pokemon i think their demographic might be us like or it might be people who like have really fond memories of pokemon from when we were kids and now we're so stressed out and we just need to chill out yeah We, <laughs> we, yeah. Just need, we just i need, need to relax, relax like yeah. yeah yeah
0: but it looks great and i think they've definitely latched on to um i think people love psyduck in uh yeah, I was... Detective Pikachu. I
2: noticed that. It seems like they're pushing Psyduck again. He's like the man yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. That's because he's just a big dopey fuck. and he's hilarious. <laughs> who has, who
0: has the, the, the potential to destroy everything around him at any <laughs> given time as well. Like, you know. But interesting because like Psyduck was a character who I quite... Like, I disliked quite a lot in the the original anime TV show. Like, you know, Misty had Psyduck and she was always giving out about him. I was like, fuck and this he was Pokemon. He just
2: escaping from his... Pokeball, or he's yeah, just yeah, there yeah. all the have, yeah. I and, loved I, I, I and I, like, He
0: didn't do a lot for me, but since uh, Detective Pikachu, I was like, this guy is hilarious. And then seeing him being like the, like uh, Ash's equivalent, you know, the Pikachu equivalent for Ash for this for the, the girl in this one, I was like, this could be a lot of hey, fun. Like you know, let
1: me be the first person in the universe to say this sentence: Psyduck for Smash. Psyduck for the next Smash
0: brother. Could you imagine? Yeah, yeah. First character announcement. Will Will Pokemon ever end?
2: <laughs> uh, I, no. I saw an article no, the other it? day like the guy plans on Pokemon going for another hundred years or something <laughs> <laughs> Pro- years. providing the planet does like a <laughs> yeah. hundred years hundred years Pokemon <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean I can uh, it makes them enough money I can see why they'd want to, yeah, to keep going for another hundred years yeah. I mean it's, it's,
2: it's like I don't know. I've been saying it. this for years that they're running out of ideas once they started introducing like ice cream cones and like chandeliers and shit but they seem to keep going strong but at some point like i don't know there's only po- so many pokemon you can create
0: to me i would say that the series has enough pokemon i would like if you're coming up with new games come up with new stories like focus a little bit more on the narrative side of things and then curate a good collection of three four hundred pokemon into a game like you don't need any more there's over three, a Four hundred. yeah there's over a thousand say. now like do you know what i mean they don't need but i think there's over a thousand and i'm sure like i mean i'm i'm, I'm old school I'm, I'm all about that original og 151 you know but like over those thousand... We don't need all of them in any Pokemon game. There's, lo- there's loads of fucking dud Pokemon, man. Loads of really, like... As you said, like, you know, Tremon. <laughs> ice Cream cone Man. They <laughs> don't need them in the game. But yeah, I guess Pokemon's this thing that's just going to last forever.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. Prince Money, people... It's still beloved, even though it definitely garners a lot of haters every new generation. It's still beloved. They got a formula that's still working. Still selling copies. Yeah,
0: I would just prefer if the next Pokemon game... I mean, because like that, I can't remember what was the last one called. Uh
2: Violet and Scarlet. Violet and
0: Scarlet looked so bad. <laughs> Dicey, it looked yeah. so bad, and it's like you guys. I know your I know your video game studio was small, but they're not short on cash. Do you know what I mean? the Pokemon yeah. Company is not strapped for cash to put into like you know make, and especially you know that's what I'd love to see. Switch Two gets announced with like the new Pokemon, you know, mm. Silver Moon. Gold Star, whatever what you want to call it, like you know, but like looks great. No new Pokemon, but like we've pulled lots from what exists so far. But here's a really cool storyline, you know. Here's a here's a Detective Pikachu esque kind of storyline that everybody loves watching start to finish and, and go from there. Because that last one was a real was a real pocket filler by them. I felt, you know.
2: Yeah. Have you ever seen the uh, ROM hacked Pokemon, oh, yeah. Pokemon games, yeah, yeah. like the Pokemon Rocket, where you play as Team Rocket, and like if you beat a trainer. You steal one of his Pokemon and shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's so funny. That'd be great. And, like actually. Yeah, every now and then you'll randomly run into like iconic trainers. Like you could run into Red, and he'll actually just like wipe the floor with you. Like you have no <laughs> chance against him.
0: And <laughs> this is just like a fan created. Yeah, yep.
2: oh yep. hundreds uh, of I think this one is in the style of the like the D the early DS games. Cool, nice. but there's nice. a, there's a ton of them out there. There's so many. There's ah. one
1: uh, Pokemon Unbound where is that the fusion one? Um. No, no, that's oh, not okay. the fusion one. The fusion one's hilarious. Though. The fusion one's crazy. You know the, Oh, that you you combine two any yeah. two Pokemon to create yeah. It's that, but it's actually a full Pokemon game by certain It's it's amazing. Unbound is like you start off locked up in this cell by the bad guys. And when you're sneaking out, you pass like the boss of the organization, and he he's like giving out to one of his grunts. And I was like, "How did you let the prisoners escape?" Blah blah blah. And he goes, "Houndoom, incinerate him." And Houndoom turns around and burns the guy to death. And it's like. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh it's <laughs> edgy. It's got a Harry yeah. Harry
0: Potter Goblet of Fire vibes earlier yeah, in the opening. Exactly. Um, There's lots. I lo- you know, I love that. I love that. I mean great they exist, you know, fan made mm. stuff's amazing or whatever else. But yeah, I think I think you got you guys have got so much money. Um go out there and make a really, really, really good Pokemon game. And and don't give us another hundred and fifty BS shiny Pokemon that no one cares about. Just throw in the good ones and give us a good game. That'll be yeah. my po- that's my tip for uh, Game Freak. I almost forgot who who did it there. Um, I think this is the last. Yeah, this is our last news episode. Our last news item for the episode. This is a Mass Effect, probably due in twenty twenty nine. This is coming from The Gamer, November 9th, by James Trocton. So according to reputable insider Jeff Grubb, the next Mass Effect, which just got a new teaser two days ago, won't launch until at least 2029. I don't know about you lot, but I'll be a year shy of 30 by then. I was 16 when Andromeda came out. James <laughs> you, James is but, a young dude. Okay. Yeah, Jesus. Fuck you, James. Might be oh. a year shy of 40. I
2: don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, I, I will be 40. <laughs>
0: yes. Okay. Well, we all don't like James now. Yeah. Uh, fuck him. <laughs> To quote James, the trailer is a small teaser of a person in a cool outfit walking down a hallway. That's and that's it. Oh, sorry, this is what Grub said on the Game Mess mornings. Uh, the game is nowhere near coming out. Uh, so just so we know, uh, the, what the teaser they're talking about is that on November seventh, N seven, it's like Mass Effect Day. Everyone's oh, yeah. always waiting for the next big thing, and they they brought out a teaser trailer that's about you know, 10 seconds long of some person in kind of very futuristic looking N7 gear, just walking down a corridor and looking back with a full helmet on, and that was it. That's all you got, you know? So uh, this game is nowhere near coming out. When they revealed Dragon Age Dreadwolf in 2018, uh, this is similar in terms of timeline. We're not getting that game until maybe next year. So now do the math for that, and we're talking 2029 for Mass Effect 5. If Grub is right, that means there will be a six-year gap between this teaser and the game launching, but it isn't the first teaser. In 2020, during the Game Awards, BioWare announced the next Mass Effect with an accompanying trailer. Rather than someone walking and flaunting a cool new coat, we got a panning camera shot that took us through the galaxy before landing on a snowy planet where hands, seemingly belonging to the character Liara, reached out and grabbed a buried helmet. So it could be as long as a nine-year wait between announcement and release. It's a familiar story at this point. The first teaser for Cyberpunk 2077 was released in 2013 before The Witcher 3 had even come out, but the game didn't launch until 2020, seven years later. Then we have The Elder Scrolls Six, which got a teaser in 2018 Five years later, it only just entered development. The new teaser makes reference to Andromeda with a distress signal detected uh, quote. It also began as a countdown for Mass Effect um, Epsilon, which is the fifth letter of the Greek alphabet. The new poster even teased the return of the Geth, which brings up a myriad of questions about um, which ending to the third game is canon. There are lots of new mysteries, but it might be best to shelve them for now as the wait for answers is going to take a while. My question to you guys is, do they stop announcing shit years <laughs> before it's ever going to see the light of the day? Well, this is kind
1: of ties back into Chris's complaint at the start of the podcast about them announcing a teaser trailer for a game. Yeah, yeah. Thing.
0: For the why were announcing a teaser for a teaser trailer for a game that might yeah, not just, get next year? Games yeah, take it's a days down the road
2: summer. too. It might not even have the same like. It'll go through so many different creative processes and new like new hardware could come out by then and yeah. then have to scrap the whole project. Like this is, uh, this seems ridiculous. I am. Yeah, I'm not holding out hope. <laughs> yeah. like, We're getting to just... anytime soon. Interesting enough, and
0: this is this is where I would kind of say that this is uh, this going back to the article um about the time spitters won, VGC went on to talk about like the companies that had been impacted by layoffs so if you go job losses across the games industry have been widespread in 2023 companies impacted by layoffs this year include xbox game studio epic games sony interactive entertainment cd project unity riot games blizzard crystal dynamics bioware striking distance team 17 Frontier developments and telltale games like when everything's so volatile surely you should just say hey we're making this game to yourselves go out and quietly make the game and not put yourselves in a position where seven years later people are like where the fuck is mass effect
1: I think my gut check as to why studios do this is to kind of has to do with how money flows around inside the industry. So I think a part of it is just like validating their existence, being like, hey, here's a big project. We're working on it. A lot of people are going to watch this trailer and they're going to be really hype and on that basis, they can get investors. Yeah,
2: I think it's an investor thing. Yeah.
1: Purely to like justify their existence, stay relevant in the sphere, prove to their investors that they have a product. That one they're working on. Two people will buy when it comes out. That's the ho- and that's why they're like that's why Cyberpunk's first teaser came out like six seven years before it released. You do have the flip side of that where you by releasing the trailers you can delve into exactly what Cyberpunk did, which is over promising, under delivering mm-hmm. when it comes out, and that just is bad beans for the industry at large. And
2: like this is why. I love the indie game industry Yeah, because there's none of this fucking bullshit. It's just a small team of people that are trying to make the absolute best game because that's all they got. They have no investment. They just have to make a game that you are going to love. Yeah. Their whole driven motiva- and motivation.
0: They might keep you up to date on Twitter during their production things on you know for the two years they're making it, but they're yeah. not going to announce it in twenty seventeen and twenty twenty five. And you're like, um, unless unless although, it's um, although, unless it's uh, Fez.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. Some of them, uh, yeah, they kind of push it too much, and some of them have a bit too much clout, like uh, like fame. Because concerned ape, he and I still have absolute faith that his next game is going to be a banger. So I hope he takes as much time as possible. But yeah. he announced the uh, like Haunted Chocolate tier or something. Oh, yeah. the Stardew Valley DLC or something, wasn't no, it? No, no, so it's, it's a, a whole new whole new game. whole new game. Whole oh, new game. But okay. he announced it years and years and years ago. And he's still actively working on that while maintaining Stardew Valley. Like, yeah. still updating Stardew Valley. And he's still a
0: one-man. He's, he's still, still a one-man to- squad. See, I forgive that because it's like, no, you're <laughs> yeah. one dude. Like, it's not like EA or Bioware, you know, team with seven years being yeah. like where the fuck you've got hundreds of people doing this what's going on where's this concerned ape dude's like yeah you know, i'll get there
2: when i get concerned there ape's probably just like composing his music while he's coding <laughs> at the same time yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: true. yeah it's it, again he's he's also like he has to play a version of that game where he's like justifying his existence and he's letting people know yeah working on the game it's at this stage. It's coming soon. Please keep it in your mind. Please stay excited yeah. about it. Keep the hype up there so that when it gets to pre-release, you can have as many people wishlisted as possible. You mm-hmm. can have as many pre-orders as possible. And Because he has bills to pay. and Stardew Valley...
2: Oh, I don't think he has to worry about paying. Yeah, Stardew, the, Stardew Valley He's a did one-man go- team that... Made Stardew Valley. That dude is set for life. Yeah, that yeah. game.
0: That game has yeah. sold so. It, well. I'm, st-
2: I'm still buying. I bought it for my girlfriend yesterday, I just, like, <laughs> so, so I can play through it again with her. Like it's just a masterpiece.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a cool game. I love it. I love it so much. Um. So I I don't know if you guys are Mass Effect fans or played through the series. Um, I played
2: one and two.
1: Nah, yeah. I tried to play one, I got uh, soft-locked at a boss fight. And I was like, Yeah, mm. I'm done. <laughs> and
0: One's, one's kind of janky now at this stage. I think if you're ever to go back, the Legacy um, Edition or something like that is now, you can buy it, which is the, the one, two, and three. And I bought it and played through like the first two, three hours of one. I was like, I mean, the story is great, but the game is a bit janky. So I did two yeah. and three. Fantastic games. Andromeda came out, which was the only game... I have ever considered, and this is I bought the physical edition when I was living in New Zealand and I got real excited, took the day off work, I was like, the next Mass Effect game. And I went out, bought it, came back, stuck it in, played it for about four hours. And it's the only game I've ever to this day considered ejecting the disc from the console and breaking it over my knee. You've never
2: broken a disc?
0: I've never broken a disc. Oh, okay. I came close to Andromeda. I came close okay. to breaking the disc for Andromeda.
2: It, it's a little dissatisfying because you think it's gonna snap, but some of them just like bend awkwardly like, oh god i can't even break the game properly like, i don't feel better about this i can't yeah. do anything right <laughs> yeah. i just sold it back to them and
0: lost like you know 40 quid or whatever else on, on andromeda but like I, mass effect is i've talked to this a bit with the guys before the lore in mass effect is a you know as a as a universe the galaxies and everything it's created and the, the races and everything there's, there's so much there to work with and the fact that it has been andromeda is the only thing we've gotten in the last like you know, 12, 10, 12 years, maybe. I can't remember when Mass Effect 3 came out. 10 years ago, maybe, is all we've had, is Andromeda, which was a crap, crap, shitty EA version of a game that wasn't worth its weight at all. And I'm like, 2029, 20, if that is true, for like a new Mass Effect, it's too long. It's way too long. I yeah. The last game that was worth playing, by the time uh, Andromeda comes out, could be 19 years in between games kingdom hearts came close to taking that long but like 19 years between two viable games in a in a series is just way too long i think the series is probably dead
2: yep yeah,
1: probably there's still a lot of diehard fans though like i can see them
0: waiting
2: yeah yeah the armored core was up there like last armored core was a good fucking while ago wasn't it
0: yeah
1: um i guess you could make the argument that
2: and they're doing that with fighting games like you see in like resurgence of some old series and yeah, it's possible. Not sure what else.
0: Yeah. Well, I live life. I live in hope but that, what 2029 20, is like what 5 years from now I'll be in my oh late God, don't say that. mid to late 30s. <laughs> Maybe I still want to play Mass Effect. You know, if the podcast is still going, then I'll let you know if I. it. Yeah, I, buy I mean, it. fuck
2: this guy. Like he thinking there's like some sort of magical switch that flips when you hit 30 and you don't play video games anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's fuck not. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this guy.
1: What's yeah, his yeah. Name? What's James, name?
0: James. <laughs> James Trachten. How dare you? How dare you no, be so young I'm, I'm and, sure and full of life? No, I'm sure he's great. I'm, I'm sure he's great. I'm, I'm just, just jealous just, that he's so yeah. young. You right? <laughs> know, hey, he, he was 16 when Andromeda came out. I was like, oh Jesus Christ. Yeah. Probably thought the game was good. Uh, Chris and Luke, thank you very much. That's all we have for the main show. If people are still interested in what other news is out there, uh, we'll be doing a quick little post show with a couple other bits and pieces, including uh, a Daredevil game for PS2 that was never launched but recently leaked. Yeah, leaked, Speaking I should say. Speaking of
2: news that just like why are they even announcing that because <laughs> <laughs> someone
0: found it someone found it and that's what I love uh, we've also got uh, information about Jeff Force Gemini and what else have I got here on the list I hope it's still
2: PS2 style graphics
0: yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> and updates on Elden Ring all in the post show and if you're interested in that you can check out patreon.com forward slash the gift of gaming to find all the extra content there Luke and Chris thank you so much for joining me it's been a pleasure uh, and to our listeners until next time and as always keep enjoying the gift that is gaming peace out